Hello, everyone. This is Missy Uncle's mother, brother number one, mother, and two and three. Just want to wish everyone happy holidays and a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening and looking forward to your response in 2020. Happy holidays. Hello, welcome to another episode of Bros 3 Podcast. I don't like the way he treats you. December 1st, 2019. He doesn't deserve it. Look at Babyface. Before there was Drake Hayden, that was Babyface. Babyface, wait, maybe I just went to go get the car. Oh, okay. You just gonna sneak up on me, huh? I ain't saying, I'm just saying. Okay. I hope y'all living y'all best life, fam. Because apparently, Babyface doing the most. He's just saying, look, I ain't trying to brag. I'm gonna get a good look, bro. Oh, what, your shoes ain't fitting? I'll buy some new shoes. Yeah, baby. I'm gonna do, and when you gonna do all this, baby, for you? Okay. So you ain't stingy, and apparently got another good job. Okay, and just, just for the record, when we gonna do all this? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, okay, that sounds good, right? You know, when you get into a relationship, oh, yeah, we do all that good stuff. That's fine. You saying now he met you out in the rain, right? Met you out in the rain, ain't buying your clothes and all this other good stuff. But then what, a couple years go by and then what you come home? You come home to this. Hey, hey, hey baby, how you doing? Hey. Come in here. Yeah. I met you in the rain. This I know what you do in the rain. Let me hang up that coat. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I stayed at that. Uh-huh. Miss you? Oh, you did? I missed you, <laughs> missed you so missed much. I apologize today. today. Yeah. I'm crazy, girl. That's right. Uh-huh. Now close your mouth because you're cold. Pussy. Yeah. Now, now, didn't, now, didn't OJ, didn't he buy all the clothes? My first huh? Was to, run his first, to do what? To right. You're about to jam me a flat blast pose. Yeah, I ain't no baby so face no more. I'm letting you know how much everything costs. So instead. What? What you do? I chill. Chill. Yeah. Uh, what you do? Took out every dime. Yeah, babyface don't just be working and paying and making groceries, heating up ramen noodles. For you to be out here in the rain, you know what? I knew you was. You must be a Pisces. Because every time the rain go, you out there looking for love and all in the wrong place. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to another episode of Bro 3. Happy Thanksgiving, fam. Y'all know who it is. And if you don't, it's sis. All right, don't eat too much. Peace and blessings. I'll uh I'll make another debut on the podcast sooner than later. All right? Peace. So originally this was gonna be a special Thanksgiving episode of the Bros Week podcast to drop on Thursday. Unfortunately, uh I wasn't able to make that happen. But good reason why. Someone needed me. Um and I'm sorry, but I'm always gonna be there. Like if someone reaches out you know, I'm going to be there. And certain things might be slightly delayed, and that's understandable. But uh, I think 
people, they should mean a lot. It's just my personal belief, and that's how I'm going to rock this show. So we are here on Sunday. With that being said, my fam is going to be wishing y'all happy Thanksgiving and happy holidays. Now, if you find that offensive or, you know, then you're going to have to deal with that because it's done with nothing but love and the best of intentions. With that being said, bro number one, I hear you. You sound full. You probably eat no leftovers. Yes, I did. Where are your brothers? We demand the brothers. Bring them out, I say. What Jay-Z say? Bring them out, bring them out. Okay, well, unfortunately, I'm going to hold my hands up on this open door slow. They ain't here. Y'all can come around look in the house all you wants to. Okay, well, where's brother number two at? Okay, well, good, fair, good question, fair question. Now, you know, as some of y'all know, brother number two is a man of, you know, refinement. He's uh, he's traveled places. He's seen things. Ate the last of endangered species. That's how much, how, how dignified my younger brother is. Well, uh, my younger brother, he went to, he went on a, on a trip. He went to an island. I don't know if you've seen it. They did a documentary about it, about 95, 96. It's an island. It was more of a park, really, where they got uh, animals that have, ex- that have been extinct for millions of years and through a little, I think they call it Jurassic Park. He was uh, went to Jurassic Park and he had Thanksgiving there with uh, he hunted his own dodo bird, right? The last of his species. And I don't know, uh, bro number two told me, <laughs> there's something about knowing that you, that you are personally responsible for the decimation of of a, of a species. Mm, it makes the meats mm, so much more succulent. And I was like, uh, can you can you bring back like a dodo bird sandwich? Like just cut some, you know, just, just like a turkey sandwich. Just some do- <laughs> oh, my good man. You, you, must, you must hunt your own. <laughs> mm. I said, okay, fair enough. So he's on Jurassic Park. And I was like, well, bring back a pterodactyl leg. So he's like, <laughs> no. I say, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. And brother number three, what is he doing? What is your brother, where is he up to? Hey, good question, fair question. Now, if you're new to the show, brother number three, he's a, he's a man in the military. He's in the armed forces. And I would like to imagine, because he's got a family, I would like to imagine he's having a traditional Marine dinner, Thanksgiving dinner. You know, bust open a couple MREs. MREs like little pouches of food. And I think, I like to imagine in my brain, that maybe, you know, brother number two and sis number two, they giving thanks. But because their voices are so high, they probably talk fast and fast. So it's like, oh, thank God for this food. I'm about to see for nurse my body. I'm crazy. I'm crazy. Oh. And they're eating, and I think they passing around the rash. I think everything is like, it looks like mashed potatoes. Everything except different colors. And like, oh, honey, would you pass a turkey? And they pass turkey, but the turkey's like beige. <laughs> this is great. Like, you got some gravy? And I think they pass like a little thing, and they squeeze like brown glop on top of the, the beige goop. That's what I think. That's what I like to think. I like to think everybody's somewhere having a great Thanksgiving or had a thanks great Thanksgiving. What did I do for my Thanksgiving? Well, I actually spent time with my daughter, which makes it super special. We, I didn't cook, didn't cook, but we, uh, we went shopping. We went grocery shopping and 
I went to Striker Van Til, and uh, I, you know, I bought like some chicken from Striker Van Til, and bought some sides from Striker Van Til. I had a struggle plate, y'all. I had, but I did have dressing, and I did have sweet potato mashed potatoes. I think, I think I'm the type of person. You know, you got to have one, one dish that kind of solidifies the holiday for me. And most people, I thought about this for a while. I was like, you see, the macaroni and cheese. Oh, it's dressing. I think it's dressing, yo. I think dressing. Now, don't get me wrong. I know some people going to be like, look, what are you talking about? You ain't want the dressing. You ain't want the green. You ain't want the, uh, the juice to get in the greens, eat your cornbread. You, what you want? Look, I'm not saying all that. I'm not saying a vegetable medley wouldn't have been nice. But I was sitting there, and crunch time, I had the meat, and they gave me two sides. And I went dressing and sweet potato, mashed potatoes. And honestly... Not going to lie to you, didn't regret the choice. I Also, you got to realize, you know, ma- macaroni and cheese from a grocery store, you know, it ain't the same. Ain't the same type of love, you know. It ain't. Um, some cranberry, I, you know, I like I like the cranberry. But I'm getting beside myself. I got, basically, long story short, I got a lot to be thankful for. And no matter if you had the whole spread or you didn't, it's fine, man. You was able to live another day. Hopefully, you was around people you kind of like a little bit. You know, it's a blessing. Hey, fam. This is brother number two. Happy Thanksgiving. Hope uh, your turkey day is as fantastic for you as it is for us. We'll talk to you soon. You know, I don't have a problem with Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is actually okay. But... I just think with a few changes, like Thanksgiving can really pop. Okay, I'm sitting there thinking, like, the color scheme for Thanksgiving is typically what? Yellow, orange, brown? Maybe red if you want to get funky. Like, I don't know. I, that that Those aren't appealing colors, especially it's cold. Yeah, okay, there's a family aspect, and that's beautiful. But I'm, like, I'm just looking at this strictly from a marketing standpoint. And this is why Christmas is bleeding over into Thanksgiving. And don't get me started, but I don't like Christmas. You know why? Because Christmas, I ain't going to say I don't like it. I, just, I don't like how soon we start celebrating Christmas. Because back in my day, we used to celebrate Christmas round about, okay, as kids, we used to get hyped like what? Also, sorry, back in my day, brought to you by Nostalgia, sha na 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 Like, back in my day, we used to get hyped for Christmas, I'm going to say maybe December 19th. You know, that's when the presents started kind of coming. The tree would be up a little bit earlier, obviously, but that's when the presents started popping up under the tree. And then that's when, like, the, the real hit, you know, it really becomes a day. You know, like, oh, you know, in a couple of days we get to open it. And that's when you start pinching holes in the presents. Just trying just to try pinch just enough of the wrapping paper so you can kind of glimpse in and see what that might be. You know, sometimes we was right, most times we was wrong. But it was, that's when the excitement hit. You know, yeah, you picked the stuff out of the catalog. That was great. But now, you know, before December even gets here, you got people, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You say happy holidays back trying to defend. Oh, no, Merry Christmas. It's Merry Christmas. Doesn't make a difference. And I, now it's to the point where we don't even get through with Thanksgiving. The food don't even settle in your stomach before you want to become Mad Max beyond the Thunderdome and want to ride around with spiked uh, football pads 
and tackle people. Do you know how terrible it is to you try to go out there with the best of intentions and go get a Cabbage Patch Kid for your daughter or son? And then get stomped to death at the opening of Walmart or Kmart Adventures at 12 o'clock midnight. You still got turkey and dressing coursing through your veins. And now, like, well, yo, what happened? Oh, he was stomped to death getting a Furby. People got stabbed trying to get a 50-inch flash screen TV. So, and my thing, I just find it really ironic. People talking about how thankful they are. How thankful they are. And yet you'll go do battle like you in a third world country. I just, I, you know, admittedly, I've been out there a time or two. I push people. And, I, you know, the people I was with, they were like, use your weight and crush people. Decimate the, the, the for what? For what? I don't, I don't know. I, I won't do that. I got sidetracked here. I was trying to say, and now, okay, now they don't even call them Christmas lights no more. They call them holiday lights. That way, people can put the lights up even earlier. And I just think Thanksgiving needs to stop getting pushed around. I was sitting there trying to do this episode. I was trying to find some some Thanksgiving music. There's no Thanksgiving music. You got the Charlie Brown music. But even that gets shadowed by the Christmas special. The Halloween special was even better than the Thanksgiving special. Come sitting there thinking about the great turkey. No, the great pumpkin. Great pumpkin. I don't know what the Thanksgiving episode was about. I know Charlie Brown's at the head of the table. All the white kids was on one side of the table. There was one black kid on the other side of the table. The messed up thing is, if you notice, all the white kids on one side of the table, even little Dusty Boy, he was accepted on the white side of the table. And the black kid, he was fine. He had leg room. Hey, we still friends. I understand it is what it is. It is the 70s, right? 60s or whatever. But there's no Thanksgiving movies. Okay, that might not be true. That, that that might not be true. Hold on, let me Google something real quick. Let me just see what's going on here. Okay. Uh, Thanksgiving movies to watch. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Here are all the Thanksgiving movies to watch. So these ain't really got nothing to do with Thanksgiving. I'm not going to go through this whole list. Okay, there's a movie called Family Thanksgiving. Okay, fair enough. You Got Mail. I've never seen that movie, but I guess at some point it takes place in uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, National Lampoon Holiday Reunion. To me, that seems like... See, that's what I'm saying. None of these movies you heard, you ain't heard of. I can name like five Christmas movies off the top of my head. And I'm not going to turn this into like how awesome Christmas is, but... And this this one might be a little controversial, but just hear me out here. I ain't gonna name. Five. I'm gonna name two of them. The two that people like. Oh, they might not be, and they might be Christmas movies. I'm gonna tell you, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It is. The reason I'm gonna say Die Hard is a Christmas movie is because think about it here. He was trying to get back to his family. Christmas is about family. Well, more like Thanksgiving, but still, it was set in Christmas time. When he killed the one man with the machine gun, he said, now nah, I got a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. He strung one boy up by Christmas lights. It's almost like a more violent home alone. At the end of the movie, I think he went back to the house and they had Christmas decorations. So to me, that's a Christmas movie. And some people say it's not a Christmas movie. It just happens to be set in Christmas. To those people, I, I think you're wrong. I think you missed the true point of 
diehard. And I think people also kind of forget that Gremlins is a Christmas movie. I mean, it takes place doing Gizmo was a gift, right? I think it must have been an early gift because the dad traveled and then he said the thing got wet and he made more Gizmos. But they were killing people. <laughs> they were killing people. It was like, and the crazy thing is we watched that movie as kids. That movie is horrifying, by the way. If you ain't seen Gremlins in a long time, just put it on. There's no way you will let your kid. Matter of fact, when did that movie come out? Hold on. Let me see when the Gremlins come out. That movie, do y'all remember when? Because the only thing we remember is the cute little microwave. That's what we remember. But we don't remember the one that got put in the blender, uh, the one, remember the one he was at the movie theaters? The one gremlin when they actually turned ugly? This is 1985. Y'all remember the one gremlin who turned ugly and he had a ski mask on and he had a trench coat and he was flashing people at the movie theater? And the one girl, she was, the gremlins, they were like demons. They would get drunk and stuff. Remember the one gremlin had a pistol? He was waving it in front of that girl like, uh-uh-uh, naughty, naughty, squeezing shots off at him. And she worked at the bar. She was serving these bums. Yeah, 1985. I was five years old. And we all just think, oh, microwave, don't get wet. <laughs> yeah. It was terrifying. And then I don't know if you realize this, but the girl who was the love interest, I don't remember her name off the top of my head, she tells a very horrific story. And as a kid, you don't really pay no attention because it's just a woman talking. You can't wait to see the gremlins again. But as she's talking, the camera slowly, like, tightens in on her face as she's talking. And she was saying the reason she didn't like Christmas is because her dad got stuck in the chimney dressed as Santa, and he was up there for like three days, and he died. Yeah, check out Gremlins, and check out Die Hard, too. Just saying. Hi. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, say, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Just say hi. No! And now it's time for the BTP News. Your home for uninformed news. Show up. No bad news. All right. Welcome to the BTP News. The premise is real simple. I find a couple headlines. Some of this wacky world that we live in that makes me kind of chuckle, makes my brain get to wandering and pondering and whatnot. And from there, I take that headline and then we work out what it might have happened. It's real simple. You know. All right, so here we go. Uh, top story. Quotation. He picked the wrong house. End quotation. Bodybuilder. 82 fights break-in suspect. Okay, here we go. All right. So, if you're 82, okay, you didn't have a lot of life experiences, right? Like, you didn't. If you're 82, this woman, I'm going to say this woman. Because, okay, this one, yeah, 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 okay. So this woman, she had to have a lot of experiences. And let's say she wasn't always in the health, she wasn't in the health, uh, healthy lifestyle. You know, let's say maybe, you know, 20s and 30s, she, you know, did a thing. You know, had some kids. Maybe she had some grandkids. Maybe she got some great-grandkids. And at 50, that's the age 60-ish, that's when you start going places and everybody be like, 
Hey, you heard about Ruby, didn't you? And you say, no, I ain't heard about Ruby. What's going on? Hey, Ruby got her leg cut off. And you say, why did Ruby get her leg cut off? You say, she got the sugar. She got the sugar and they cut her toe. At first, they started with a big toe. Then they moved to the foot and they cut the whole leg off. And you're like, oh, Jesus, the, the sugar? She got the sugar? I say, yeah, she got the sugar. So our, our elderly lady here, I don't let's call her Ruby D. Because Ruby D, let her be. That yeah, rhymes. That's how, you, that's how you know she a bad mama jamma, right? So Ruby D, she like, I don't want to lose no big toe. I like wearing open-toed sandals. I like wearing the little shoes uh, for church. And I don't know why I'm going to buy this one shoe. Like, do you get a discount? Do you just, if you got one foot, you got to buy both shoes. But then you're going to have a closet full of pristine left shoes that you ain't never wore, right? So... She starts working out. And, of course, you know, when we first start working out, that's the hardest part, getting over that hump. You know, and she's 50. She go to the gym, see all these little girls, their little tight bodies and stuff, Instagram taking poses and stuff, sitting on the little. She just, she, she being diligent. She get on a little treadmill. She walks a little bit. She drink a little bit of water. She don't put all the salt pork in her greens. You know, she's taking baby steps to get to a healthier lifestyle, right? So 10 years go by, 7 years go by. Now, instead of just a treadmill, she working the heavy bag. You know what I'm saying? Grandma doing jump rope. She's doing one-hand push-ups. And she's like, I feel so good. You know, and then she's talking to all her friends in the same demographic. You know, they 70 now. And they like, Ruby D, look at you. And Ruby D, she hitting the heavy bag, like, poop, poop, poop. Like, she out there sparring with Floyd Mayweather and whatnot. She wearing a little sundress. And, you know, for, for a 70-year-old, she still got a little Coca-Cola shape. She's like, girl, God is good. And all the little friends like, well, girl, what is you doing? She was like, you know, I'm just out here. I don't want to get caught. That sugar be catching y'all creeping on the come up. I ain't going to get caught with the sugar. And everybody said, well, go ahead, girl. Amen. Praise God to you. And you know what, Ruby D, she's also an usher. You ain't know that. Yeah, she's the toughest usher on the board. Yeah, she got the white gloves, but them knuckles, because she put work in. The knuckles are a little, little worn. You dig what I'm saying? So if she say, look, spit the gum out, you're going to spit the gum. Okay, anyway. So now she working out. Uh, matter of fact, she got the water bottle. She got the spandex. She, you know, she out there getting it, right? So, Ruby D, everybody know Ruby D, but Ruby D, she wear modest clothes. You don't know what she got under that. You know, she you don't know she out there hitting, hitting push-ups and pull-ups like she doing time in the joint, right? She doing time for Jesus is what she doing. Every day she do push-ups, she can do more and more than Lord's work. Okay, here we go. So, anyway, she's sitting in her house and she watching – Regular basic TV, 5, 7, 9, 32. She watching All in the Family reruns on Nick at Night. I think those come on at like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, something like that. So she's sitting there, and she hear something. She hear a window bust in the back room. She's like, oh, Lord, what's going on? And she put her little glasses on, and she's like, oh, Lord. She's sitting in her little, one of the little reclining chairs, so she let her feet down. You know, because today was squats and lunges, so her quads and traps is burning like a mug, right? So she, she's like, oh, let me go see what's going on. And then she see, like, a little shadowy figure coming through the window, right? She only got that light on on the stove, the one that's over the stove. So you can't see a whole lot. So she's like, oh, Lord, and she's running her closet, right? She's in the closet. She's like, I know. I know. Wait a minute. I know ain't nobody came up. Not up in this house. This house is covered by the blood of Jesus, right? So then the little boy, maybe two of them, they in there over this ransacking the house because they don't know Ruby D. They thought she'd be at Bible study or something. So then they making their way through the house, and they see a TV flicking. She got one of them old-school 
Flow Mile TV. So they see the picture still flashing, and they was like, okay, well, maybe she, I don't think she'll leave the TV. You know, so they start walking around the house. They like, I think she up in here somewhere. They're like, hey, old lady, come on out here. Come get these guns. Come on, now. Come on out here. And she, she in the closet. But see, Ruby Dew been waiting on this day all her life. And she, she's spiritual, so she hit him with the only thing she know what to say. Come on. Come on in this room. Uh-huh. Come on, sucker. Uh-huh. Oh, oh. Uh, Jesus, my doctor. And you about to catch all these hands. Matter of fact, she taping up her hands right now. She coming out the room. If you don't want to come to the room, I'm going to come out of this room. In the room. And then she hit him with the Tybo Billy Blanks kick. One to the gut, one to the nuts. One to the gut, one to the nuts. You got another set in you? One to the gut, one to the nuts. And the other boy, he trying to run. Well, she grabbed the praying hands of Jesus. Little, the porcelain little prayer hands, white hands, but, you know, it is what it is. He making a run for the for the back door, and she thought she whip it and bust him in the back of the head. And as she whooping, you know, ain't nothing worse when you get that whooping. Like, didn't I tell you? Like, pop, why you make me pop? Why I got to pop make you? And they, you know, yeah, she put hands on him. Holy hands in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Now let's see what really happened. Here we go. This is the official story, y'all. He picked the wrong house. Bodybuilder A2 fights break-in suspect. I hope she beat the brakes off of him, too. Rochester, New York. An A2-year-old woman found herself in danger after she says a man broke into her house until she turned the tables on the intruder. This is like a geriatric, <laughs> the way they made that sound, like a geriatric home alone. Okay. I don't want to say, the per you know what, skip it. Willie Murphy says she was getting ready for bed Thursday night just after 11 p.m. Now, what older person you know staying up till 11 p.m.? But I digress. When a man began pounding on her door, he was outside and saying, please call an ambulance, saying, I'm sick, I'm sick, she said. She called the police but wouldn't let him inside. That, she says, is when he became angry. I heard a loud noise. She said, I'm thinking, what the heck is that? The young man is in my home. He broke the door. You know, that's how old people talk. Okay, let's see. What the? Okay, he brought the dog. What the suspect didn't, likely didn't realize, is Murphy is an award-winning bodybuilder who works at the YMCA almost every day. He picked the wrong house to break into, she said. Murphy says it was dark, so she was able to hide as the suspect walked through her house. Look at me. I know some things. She acted quickly and grabbed the closest thing she could. I picked up the table, <laughs> and I went to work on him. She said, the table broke. And when he was down, she continued, I, I'm jumping on him. She, and when he's down, she continued, I'm jumping on him. And you know, old people, when they get hyper with story, like, I'm jumping on him. I'm kicking him. I'm jumping. I'm kicking. Okay. She says, once the suspect was injured, she ran and grabbed a bottle of shampoo and started pouring it on him. What the heck? I grabbed the shampoo. She said, guess what? He's still on the ground in his face, all of all of it, the whole thing. I got the broom. She continued. He pulled. Uh, he's pulling the broom. I'm hitting him with the broom. Finally, the officers arrived. The man was sent to the hospital. Murphy was applauded by first responders. The, the officers that came 
wanted to go on my front porch and take selfies with me, she said. Uh, Friday, she returned to the YMC and got a hero's welcome. For the record, Murphy says she can deadlift 225 pounds. She hopes this story inspires people of all ages. I'm going to tell you, uh, Willie Murphy, she's probably named after her dad, but the cool thing is that's some prison stuff. So you put lotion and shampoo on the ground. That way a, a boy can't can't get his foot in. So basically he's slipping and sliding. So, yeah, Murphy hit him with the Home Alone two-piece broom. She, she squeaky clean. So fresh and so clean. Amen, Sister Murphy. What up, fam? It's Nephew. All I just want to say is a happy Thanksgiving and a happy holidays to you all. All right, our next story is uh, Doctor Saves Traveler's Life by Sucking Urine from Man's Bladder During Mid-Flight Emergency. All right, this was sent to me by a member of the fam, and I thank you for the story. All right, so here we go. Uh, let's say, okay, uh, a young man named Malcolm. I'm going to give him the name Malcolm. Malcolm O'Donnell. He's a white, white guy from Ireland, right? He's flying back to Ireland. And uh, he's going through TSA. He's getting pat down and everything. But he's got this pain. Like, right where his bladder is. I'm assuming your bladder might be somewhere lower. Maybe lower right quadrant. Maybe somewhere up in there, right? So he's like, ah. Oh. He's traveling with a chick. He was like, oh, like, oh. And he's like, hey, Malcolm. Oh, how, how are you feeling this morning? And he's like, I got a pain in me, Gulliver. He's like, I'll be okay once I get back to the Emerald Isles, I reckon. Right? So... They in the seat, even though it hurts, he puts the seatbelt on and they take off. And then, you know, the, the 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 pilot says you are now free to move about the cabin. But Malcolm is sitting there. He's like, oh, the insides are twisted. I say, right? He's sweating and he's looking real bad. So the woman he's riding with, uh, flying with, she hits the button and calls the stewardess, flight attendant. They call flight attendant now. Call the flight attendant over. Flight attendant like, yes, there's something I can have. Like, hey, it's me, man, Malcolm. I don't know what's wrong with him, right? So she's sitting there looking. She was like, oh, my goodness. And he's looking real bad. Like, he's not going to make this flight. He's pale. Uh, his face is sunken in. He's sweating profusely. He looks bad. So, you know, panicked. The flight attendant goes to the front of the plane, goes out to the pilot. And like, a pilot, uh, there's a passenger here. He seems to be sick. And the pilot was like, you know, a pilot said, oh. Do that little, little pause. He's like, ah, uh, woman, uh, I'm flying the plane right now. There is nothing I can do. Uh, get the hell out the cockpit. Right? She's like, okay. So now she goes talk to the other flight attendants. They're like, what should we do? What should we do? The only thing they think to do, they get on the little loudspeaker and say, yes, hello. Is there anyone here who's a doctor? Right? So some guy in first class, who, some guy with a British accent, he, he looks kind of like Teddy Roosevelt. has got big, thick wars. Wars looking mustache. He's got a monocle or something. Real, but Pedia Britannica looking dude. He's like, yes. Hmm, if someone asks for a doctor, I am a doctor of medicine. They say, right this way, doctor. It's this passenger in 55A. Right. So he walk all the way back to the cheap seats, and the woman's sitting there. She's like, ah, oh, it's my man Malcolm. Can anybody help him? Right. So then the doctor says, hmm, let me see. So he's holding, touching his face. He's like, hmm, hmm. Puts his hand on his heart, feels him breathing. Like, mm. He said, what seems to be the problem, Malcolm? And he was like, it's a pain, it's a pain, right? It's like the devil's twisting a knife in me, in me urethra. 
He's like, oh, okay, okay, that's very uh, stern prognosis. Just a second. So he stands up, he looks at the flight attendant, and the flight attendant's like, well, what's wrong with him? And he smacks her like, get a hold of yourself, woman. And she was like, I wasn't even tripping like that. He was like, yeah, well, I also beat women uh, while I'm flying. I'm actually going to fly to be the woman now. And uh, would you mind getting a straw? Because I think I know what seems to be the problem. So the doctor standing in front of Malcolm, and he's like, uh, my say, Malcolm, uh, you seem to have an inflamed bladder. And he was like, oh, I knew it. I knew it even before you said that I knew it. I'd never have another sip of the drink again, I swear to God. And he was like, well, uh, there's good news and bad news. I can uh, alleviate some of your pain, but you might, uh, you might not like how I do it. He's like, I'll do whatever you must do. And the woman's like, please, sir, save him, save him. He's like, very well. And then from there, he grabs the man in front of his pants, starts unbuckling his pants, and Malcolm's like, hey, I don't swing that way, good man. Get, let, let go of me, tallywhacker. And then he was like, stop fighting. Malcolm, I, Malcolm, I implore you to stop fighting and let me, let me take off your pants. And he, <laughs> Malcolm was like, he looked at the woman, and the woman was like, she shrugged, like, I'm not going to do it, right? So... Pulled the man's pants down just a little bit. Malcolm got tidy whities on. And then, and then the doctor's like, now, uh, turn to the left, please. And he's like, why is she turning to the left? And he grabbed a dinner knife and stuck him. He made like a small incision right where the blood was going to be. And the waitress, uh, the flight attendant, she comes back with a straw. He grabs the straw. He's like, now, look me in the eyes. <laughs> and Malcolm's like, I don't want to look. I don't want to look. He was like, you shall look. Cause I shall save your life. So he puts the straw in the in the incision to where the blood is, where the infected urine must be. And as the doctor said, "Are you paying attention, Malcolm?" He was like, "I am paying attention." He's like, "I shall now save your life." So now he's sucking the urine out of the infected blood and spitting on his leg. Cause I mean, real talk, I'm saving your life. So you can you can walk around with the pee pee leg, right? Now, while this is going on, you got to realize there are still people on this plane, right? So. If you, imagine you just, even if you don't know the person next to you, if you sitting there, you see a man who might be fellatiating another guy on the plane and people are clapping, apparently. Like, you will bump. Even if the person next to you had headphones, you'd be like, hey, man, hey, look, I know I don't know you, but check this out. Someone's going to take a selfie of that. Someone, this doctor valued another man's life to the point where he sucked urine. I would have been like, hey, man, uh, his stomach is going to explode, and he's going to make urine everywhere. I would put plastic bags around him because this is about to be a mess. All right. All right, so now let's see what the official story is. Uh, doctor says travel life by sucking urine from man's bladder during mid-flight emergency. And wouldn't you know, I think there's a picture here. Okay. There's a guy with a straw. Oh, he got a long straw. Okay, he ain't got, like, one of the little bendy straws. This looks like a... Uh, <laughs> he looked like he vaping. All right. The Chinese doctor had a thing on his feet when the pastor on his flight suffered a medical emergency. Uh, China, okay. Uh, I don't want to mess his brother's name up. Zhang Hong, a surgeon from the first affiliated church uh, hospital of Yinang University in somewhere, saved an elderly man's life by sucking urine from the traveler's blocked bladder during a medical emergency. Uh, you know what? If this was an elderly man, he lived a long life, and I don't know if I would have did that for him. But the doctor who was flying from Zhangzhou to New York on China Southern Airlines flight 
399, still six hours away from his destination when he sprung into action. The El Paso was sweating and had a swollen belly, Zhang said. The man's family had also informed crew cabin that the traveler was previously diagnosed with an enlarged prostate. So you jumped on the plane knowing your stomach wasn't right. Okay. Which Zhang suspects was causing a blockage. He was going into shock and may have suffered a suffered a risk to his life if we didn't tend to him urgently, the doctor was quoted saying. Flight attendant set up blankets on the floor in an area toward the plane for uh, for the passenger. Meanwhile, Zhang and another physician on board, uh, his brother's name is he's Asian too, reportedly fashioned a makeshift catheter out of the plastic tube and from an oxygen mask, straws from milk cartons, tape, and a syringe from the aircraft's medical kit. However, the needle on the device was too small to drain the urine. After, look, just, look, you tried. You tried the MacGyver situation. Now you going, now you just got to save his life. Okay. After experiencing difficulties and easing the pressure on the passenger's bladder, Zhang stepped up to suck out the urine himself. The doctor spent 37 minutes draining approximately 100 milliliters of urine from the man's block bladder. I wonder how much he actually get, like, sucked. How much, how much he actually, like, ingested. Footage of the life-saving act also showed Zhang spitting into an empty wine bottle as he siphoned the urine using his mouth. Uh, it was an emergency situation. I couldn't figure another way. Okay. Uh, according to South China Morning Post, the pastor was told to lay down for another half an hour after the after 37 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd probably take a nap too. He was reportedly examined by another physician upon landing. And that is the story, folks. Hey, family, it's Honey Bee. Just wanted to wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving. And I guess happy holidays, just in case I don't talk to you again. Peace and love. Eat all the good food and turkey. Gobble, gobble. And all that good stuff. <laughs> okay, this is Honey Bee out. <laughs> all right, and our next story is woman arrested for squeezing boyfriend's testicles until they bled during argument. All right, let me just get this out the way first, like a little disclaimer. It is not okay to put your hands on anybody in anger. It's just not. And that goes for male as well as female, because if this was a male who squeezed a woman's breast until they bled, everyone who's sniggling would probably be appalled. But for some reason, you know, testicles are funny. All right, they're almost like a stop button on men. I don't know. Okay, so here we go. This is what happened. There is a young couple, right? A man and a woman. And the dude, the young man, he likes a certain type of woman. Um, cousin Jay call him spicy. Bro number two, he calls those women spicy. Uh, my young man here, let's call him, hmm, I, I need to get a book of names. I'm not, John. John likes a spicy type of woman. He likes the, the spice of life, muy caliente, right? Uh, and Amanda, Rebecca, you know, Karen, one of those names. You, you get the flavor I'm, I'm, I'm laying down. She's one of those people who takes pride in their craziness. Oh, my God, like, I'm just so crazy. Like, I don't even know what I might do right now because I'm so crazy. 
right? And John, he wants to see how deep that rabbit hole goes. He wants to see how crazy she can get, right? And she's spontaneous. At the beginning of the relationship, it's cool. And John, he mistakes her irrational outbursts for being passionate. You know, so John makes her play the fool, puts her in front of Karen, and the peas are touching the broccoli. And Karen gets up, what is this? And then like she just flips the table. And he was like, man, okay, note to self, make sure the vegetables don't touch. Okay, I'm going to win over this wildcat just yet, right? Well, again, they having an argument over something. It seemed like John, seems to John, they doing a whole lot more arguing. But the makeup, oh, sweet baby Jesus, is more than worth all the flat screens, TVs, and cell phones that she didn't threw out the window in her fit of anger. Right, cause she's so she's so apologetic when they get back together. Like I'm so sorry. Like I just I know sometimes I can be a, a crazy woman, but I just love you so much. And he's fine with that, right? So then they have an argument, and this one particular argument, John was like, you know, maybe she ain't passionate, maybe she just crazy. So anyway, John's like, look, I'm going out with my friends tonight. That's what it's gonna be in a discussion. And she was like, oh really? And then she like walked into his face and. John, he was turned on, but at the same time terrified. He said, yeah, I'm standing up for my rights. <laughs> no, my, for my rights. Voice cracked and whatnot. She was like, oh, really? You think you just got to leave out of this house? You got to leave out of this house? He was like, mm-hmm. Swallowed. And she was like, okay, well, if, I, if you got to go, you got to go. And she did that thing that women do, like, okay, you know what? Let me calm down. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. No, no, no problem. Uh, yeah, if you want to go out, you can totally go out. But you're leaving this. And then she grabbed a handful of my man's testicles. Grabbed it. He was like, ah, like, ah, I don't. He's like, no, no, no you want to go? You, you can go. You can go. But this stays here, right? And at that point, like all women, crazy, spicy women, it's like they try to figure out what they should or shouldn't do. Like they, they in it. They in it for the thick of it. They're like, man, shit, maybe. And she started having that little. That little internal conflict. All the while, my man sitting there drooling like a baby. And at that point, she realized she got the power. And she's just like, she's looking at him just sympathetic. And the man, like, go dance for me. And that's her crazy side. And that's that. My man's talking kind of high. She got a handful of nuts. Right? And then my man just pleading, that poor boy from above, he loves me. And she was like, the, the sensible side, like, well, she spares life. And then my man, like, just please, please, come easy, go. Will you let me? And that crazy side of, no, baby, not that you go. And then the sensible side of, like, let me go. Like, no, not you go. Please not let you go. Will not let you go. And then my man just like, mama mia, mama mia. And then, you know, after she's crushed it, I said crushed it, after she's crushed my man's testicles, you know, uh, he going through a thing too. He's in there, because she still got the grip, but she slowly, she started thinking, okay, maybe I'll cross the line, because I'm feeling blood in my hands. And she still kind of got a hold of him. She got a hold of him. And uh, my man, once she... My man, he he doing that little Michael Jackson stomp, like uh, that leg, mm -hmm. and he's speaking gibberish. 
Yeah. And the crazy thing is, crushed. That, no, not just crushed until they bled. So I'm doing, I'm just, I'm breaking it down on my mental side. Do you know, like, testicles are squishy, right? And that means she dug her nails in there somehow to draw blood. Or either she yanked and pulled. And again, I don't know what they were arguing about, but there's nothing not to cause irreparable damage. And the bad thing is there's a picture of her. And she's smiling. She got that look like unapologetic, got her eyebrows done perfectly nice. And she's got the raven brown hair, not quite black. She looks very devious. And I'm not saying that because what she did. But she got that smirk like, yeah, I did it. You know, and, okay, let's read the story. A Florida woman, wow, why am I not surprised, became furious during an argument with her boyfriend in a fit of rage, grabbed his testicles, ultimately squeezing them until they were bleeding. 21-year-old lady of wherever she's from was arrested on June 4th after police were called by her boyfriend to the home she and him shared, presumably as he wept and clutched his destroyed leaking testicles. All right, now you see the joke that they put up in there? Presumably. So they're like, oh, I guess he was in the corner crying. You know, it may leave your sex been destroyed. That's probably, but that that's not, that's more of an opinion than what was going on. His destroyed leaking testicles. Hmm. After police arrived, they also reported that the man's face was bruised and bloody. She probably clawed his face. According to the man, Pritchard attacked him in the middle of the night while he was sleeping. Oh, that's even the worst. That means she had a crazy dread, and she just, I, think I, I can't believe it's cheating on me, and then just clawed my man up in the middle of the night. He awoke to her squeezing the actual life out of his scrotum. She, was, she also hit him with a brush, scratched him, strangled him to the point that he couldn't breathe. The man told police he never hit back, but did try to block her blows and ultimately was able to get her off of him long enough to call the police. Now, I will say this in the picture. She has no marks on her face. She probably got some scrotum under her nails, though. Preachered, oh, shucks. I said I wasn't going to say nobody's name. Uh, claims her boyfriend became jealous about her wanting to go on a date with another guy and then the fight escalated from verbal to dot, 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 testicular decimation. All right, they trying to be cute here, but I'm going to say the word decimate actually means to reduce by 10%. So for them to try to be cute, that's not cool. Domestic battery, uh, domestic abuse is often put onto males, but it's becoming far too prevalent with females also. As a society, we have to speak out against anyone any against this kind of vice toward anyone. This lady violated her probation when she assaulted her boyfriend. So she was already on probation. See, told you, spicy. Then she continued to hit him with her fist and then scratch him and drew blood. The victim also stated the defendant grabbed him by the balls and squeezed until they were bleeding. The police department police report on the incident read. The woman then grabbed her boyfriend by the throat and held him until he couldn't breathe. Hmm. Pritchard, oh shucks, uh, then told police that she argued with her boyfriend but said it hadn't gotten physical. After police arrested her, she asked from the back of the patrol car to talk to her boyfriend, just like an abusive person. I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to kick your butt. Uh, she wanted to tell her boyfriend she was sorry. And I'm assuming she's going to say she never did it again, right? Um, so the judge 
wait a minute, hold on, hold on. She was on probation in connection with a 2017 incident in which she hit a law enforcement officer. Uh, the county ordered this lady to have no contact with her boyfriend and said she couldn't return to his home to get her belongings without being accompanied by police. If you are a victim of domestic violence, please reach out to your local services, speak up and get help. Uh, you know what, that story, yeah, that's true. Don't, don't, you know what, fam, y'all too important to be in a relationship where you're not valued. And if your words are getting, uh, if violence is being used to silence you, then please get out that situation. All right. All right, fam. That's uh, another episode of Bro 3 Podcast. Happy holidays to you. Um, be thankful. I love you. Be sweet. Be kind. Be understanding. All right. Bye.